well, 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 hello there. Welcome back once again to Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar, and I am back finally from vacation. Took a little bit of uh, time off, had a little hiatus, took the family out to Mexico for a little bit. So I've been out the game for a couple of weeks. I haven't really been watching wrestling. I did watch Money in the Bank while I was out there. But other than that, I just been enjoying my time. So I was trying to do some postings on the social media here and there, but it was kind of hard to keep up with everything. We were out there for quite a bit, hanging out with the family, doing the whole family thing. But now I'm back and it's good to be back. I missed talking about wrestling i miss watching wrestling and i missed doing this also coming up uh i just bought my ticket to go do the meet and greet for mick foley so got that to look forward to last time i saw mick foley was 10 years ago i believe or somewhere around that time when Mick Foley was still doing his stand-up comedy shows and he was touring, he was here in SAC. That was quite a bit long ago, so I'm excited about that also. And I just found out that SmackDown is going to be here in my hometown of Sacramento, California on my birthday, September 29th. So I'm definitely going to be there for that as well. WWE is going to be doing a California tour. I may or may not be in attendance at some of the other ones, but if I'm not, either way, I'm still going to be doing some reviews and going to go off on my regular rants and tangents, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, I should also mention about the meet and greet for Mick Foley is going to be at Barrio Toys. Barrio Toys are good personal friends of mine, so definitely look them up. Also, if you want to be a part of that meet and greet, if you want to go meet Mick Foley, you can get tickets on Eventbrite. You can see the different prices on there. Again, Barrio Toys located in Roseville, California. Shout out to them. And also shout out to everyone that's been listening, man. I'm doing this solo project and i'm actually kind of surprised of the reactions that i've been getting i got people in france that have given me a listen so shout out to france belgium i believe it was in brussels in mexico of course i was able to do a little bit of networking over there so shout out to everyone that's been listening thank you guys so much and be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all the social medias. So thank you. Sunday, I came back from Mexico. Sunday morning, I missed Collision, but I was able to watch Monday Night Raw. And this was a good show to come back to after being out the game for so long. I wasn't really sure what to expect because I did miss a whole bunch of stuff. But thankfully, WWE does provide plenty of recaps to keep me updated. And that's how Monday Night Raw started. Monday Night Raw started with Finn Balor. Finn Balor has been having his issues with Damian Priest. At least it looks like that. But right away, Finn Balor comes out. And right when he was about to cut his promo, he gets interrupted by none other than Mommy herself, Rhea Ripley. And, you know, Rhea Ripley being the champ that she is, diffuses the situation and tells the people to mind their business. Rhea Ripley keeps telling Finn Balor, let's go talk about this in private. Let's go to the back. Stop acting like children. And really, really shows her leadership in this group. 
Dom tries to get the mic, but again, gets booed out of the building. So not a lot has changed there. So I'm glad to see Dom still has that momentum. Dom still has a heat. The people are still booing him. And I love to see it. But then shortly after that, Seth Rollins comes out and he's eating a plate of buffalo wings. And I'm like, why? What the hell? But then I put two and two together and i realized that they are in buffalo new york so buffalo wings buffalo new york seth thinks he's you know funny guy haha but overall this was a really short opening segment or promo not like your typical wwe raw promos that take forever and then it leads to a match or it leads to an announcement for the main event this was short and sweet and then right after that we had a really really good tag team match between drew mcintyre and matt riddle versus imperium alongside gunther was watching outside of the ring and this is drew mcintyre's first match back since wrestlemania which is interesting because there was a lot of talk there was a lot of rumors going around that drew mcintyre was released he wasn't going to come back to the wwe drew mcintyre was unhappy with his booking and creative he even got some of the aew fans talking oh drew mcintyre he's gonna go to aew nope drew mcintyre came back to wwe and he's being teamed up with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, of course, has his beef with the Imperium over the previous weeks, maybe even months. Drew McIntyre looks like he's next up to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Why? I don't know. Drew McIntyre hasn't been in TV for a while comes back cuts in front of the line of everyone and it looks like he's next up to face gunther so i'm not sure how drew mcintyre was put in that position however drew looks really great and he looks different i don't know if it was because of the imperium who was also in this match made drew mcintyre look really good or maybe because i haven't seen drew mcintyre in a while or maybe it's everything but drew mcintyre looks impressive he looks in great shape and i'm really excited to see this match between drew mcintyre and gunther which will probably take place at SummerSlam. but overall i really enjoyed this match this was a good opening match great tag team the imperium i love to see their matches glad to see drew back and even matt riddle too matt riddle did really really good in this as well the crowd was loving this match again great opening match but at the end gunther tries to get involved and it backfires drew gets the win with that cool flying drop kick he does when he does a three two and then i think it's called the glass gal kick or the i don't know but it's basically a drop kick and it's a really cool finishing move so drew mcintyre and matt riddle bro get the win for this tag team match over the imperium the judgment day finn balor and damian priest they keep arguing but it looks like they come to an agreement finn and damian agree that finn balor gets first dibs on seth rollins so damian priest will not cash in on seth rollins at least that's what it looks like but either way it's covered according to damien priest which that doesn't really sit well with finn balor so it seems like the judgment day are gonna be okay but there's still that that tease there i'm a big fan of the judgment day and i would hate to see them break up and i would hate to see finn balor and damien priest 
face each other. So I hope that doesn't happen yet, at least not anytime soon, maybe longer down the line. But right now, I'm really, really liking the Judgment Day. It just seems like the Judgment Day, they're all over the place. Like, they're involved in everything and every storyline in Raw. They're in the tag team division. Dom is having matches with Seth Rollins. Finn Balor is also involved in that title picture. Damian Priest is the money in the bank, or the senior money in the bank, I should say. Rhea Ripley, she's the women's champion, and she's even involved also with Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, who are the women's tag team champions. So the Judgment Day, they're just involved in every storyline in Monday Night Raw, and I love to see it. So I would hate to see them break up right now, but it looks like the Judgment Day, they're going to be okay, at least for now. There's also a Bloodline recap, which I was for sure not going to miss what's going on with the bloodline even if i was on vacation in mexico i tuned in just to see what was going to happen and it's all about being the tribal chief who is going to be the next tribal chief right roman reigns last smackdown he said he didn't want it and he was over it and was going to give that red necklace that he carries around with him during the entrances and he put it on Jay Uso and said you're the next tribal chief and of course ended up low blowing Jay Uso the necklace fell on the ground solo picks it up and he's looking at it which reminds me a lot of what a lot of the wrestlers do when they hold up a title belt so to me that red necklace symbolizes a lot kind of like a championship belt there's uh talks that jay uso was going to be the next tribal chief and solo sokoa also you know looks like he might be interested in being tribal chief one day so it's just like it seems like that red symbol that necklace or whatever you want to call it that the tribal chief wears is somewhat prestigious and i even posted a meme on social media that it seems like it's more prestigious than a lot of belts a lot of championship belts that we see on tv not just in wwe so it symbolizes a lot and it means a lot and it's a big deal at least that's what wwe is trying to make it seem like which i think it's pretty interesting like who's going to be the next tribal chief maybe that might be a stipulation later down in the future we might see jay uso versus roman reigns it looks like at SummerSlam for the belt the Usos beat Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns, which, you know, led to that tribal court thing. Are we going to have a new tribal chief? And it seems like that's more important than the belts right now. The belts, none of the three belts Roman Reigns has right now. They haven't really been acknowledged, not by Jay. We all know Jay Uso made the challenge to Roman, but no mention of the belts whatsoever. The only thing that was really focused on was that red necklace that red chain or whatever you want to call it that roman brains wears that symbolizes the tribal chief so is that what this is all about it's not even about the belts anymore it's about who's the next tribal chief So after the Bloodline recap, every time there's something going on with the Bloodline, either if it's an interview, a segment, a vignette, or a recap, Sammy and Kevin Owens are not too far from there. Because right after this recap involving the Bloodline, Sammy and Kevin Owens have an interview. And it just seems like whenever WWE is presenting something about the Bloodline, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are, they're like the afterthought. 
they want to keep the champions going with that momentum with the help of the bloodline storyline because it was a big storyline so whenever you see the bloodline the tag team champions are not too far away but then during the interview the judgment day interrupts the champions and they challenge the champions so hopefully the judgment day either if it's damian priest or finn finn or dom priest or dom i would like to see some tag team gold on the judgment day i think that would be really great i'm not really a fan of sammy and kevin owens as champions i believe they are losing momentum and i was afraid that was going to happen we don't really see kevin owens and sammy Zayn on tv a whole lot not as much as the judgment day that could be a good thing. You don't want to overexpose the tag team champions. Keep them off TV and make their matches whenever they do wrestle mean something. But I would much rather see the Judgment Day as champions. Like I said, we see the Judgment Day a lot on TV and it never gets old to me because everyone's different. Everyone's got their own thing going. And if you combined all of those things, it's just they're just a really great faction. Speaking of the tag team division, Indusheer have a really cool vignette. I've also been a big fan of Veer ever since he debuted a long time ago. And then Veer disappeared, went to NXT. Now he's back under the management of Jinder Mahal, which is great. Jinder Mahal is a great manager. I'm all for this. And hopefully... The tag team division on Monday Night Raw with the help of Indusheer. We also have Imperium. It's going to be good. I hope so. Apparently, there's a match going on between Seth Rollins and Dirty Dom, a.k.a. Dom Dom, a.k.a. X-Con Dom, a.k.a. Latino He, a.k.a. Eddie Sun. They're going to have another match. I believe they had a match last week as well. But when these two come out, there's no match. Seth chases dom into the crowd and then finn and damien jump seth from behind but then the tag team champions kevin owens and Sami Zayn come out for the save so now we're gonna have a six-man tag team match at the main event big mistake kevin owens and Sami Zayn sticking their nose in the judgment day's business being nosy big mistake so now the tag team champions are involved with the judgment day and the judgment day are coming for that ass boy or i should say for the belts again in my opinion judgment day over kevin owens and Sami Zayn all day every day so let's go hopefully we get some new tag team champions soon logan paul and ricochet they have a face-off Everyone has been talking about that table spot at Money in the Bank. Was it a botch? Was it not a botch? A lot of people say it is. I don't think so. Yes, it did look scary. And maybe that spot didn't go as planned. But it still worked. It still told a really good story, I believe. And it took both Ricochet and Logan Paul out of that Money in the Bank match, which was supposed to be the purpose the whole point of that was eliminate those two from the match with that big table spot, which led to, you know, less people involved in the match. And then eventually Damien Priest won the money in the bank. Even though that spot wasn't perfect, it didn't really go as planned. It still got the job done. And thankfully, Logan Paul wasn't completely hurt. So with all that talk, with all that, you know, comparison and people were really talking about that. I think WWE just said, you know what, let's just do something with this. Let's just make an angle out of it and put these two guys together. Or maybe that was a plan all along, but now they have some 
some conflict there. Logan Paul went on social media and on his podcast and called out Ricochet, calling him unprofessional and even broke a little bit of the kayfabe and said, hey, I'm new. I really don't know what I'm doing. So that's where they're trying to build this. So these two come out for the face off. You have, you know, one of the best high flyers in the game, one of the best athletes, one of the best wrestlers with really, really unorthodox style. He can have a great match with just about anyone, you know, a future legend i believe one of the best risk takers in the game and you also have ricochet you thought i was talking about ricochet but no i was talking about logan paul actually but ricochet calls out logan paul which it's a good look for ricochet because people hate logan paul they hate logan paul way more than they like ricochet you know ricochet says he's a man of the people he wants to be the highlight of the fans which I thought was kind of ridiculous because instead of saying, I want to be the winner, I want to win matches, I want to be, you know, for example, I want to win the money in the bank. Ricochet literally just said, I just, you know, want to take out Logan Paul and make sure that Logan Paul doesn't win. So I'm going to take myself out, even though I don't win, I, as long as I'm the highlight, as long as I'm, you know, I get the replays and I get the the highlight. That's all I care about, which I think that's a, that's a loser's mentality. So Ricochet's cutting his promo and they start chanting Logan sucks. So even though Ricochet, he's trying to get himself over, people are just more focused on Logan Paul. And I believe even Logan Paul pointed that out. Hey, you're cutting a promo, but people are chanting my name still. Like, what's up with that? But, you know, Logan Paul says Ricochet's about the replays and the clips. Logan Paul's about the knockouts. Even Ricochet does the little thing that he did that one time in NXT with the Velveteen Dream. You know, he does a flip outside of the ring and it looked like he almost ate shit. Ricochet almost ate shit, I should say. Too many pronouns, pal. And then takes out Logan Paul. So Logan Paul and Ricochet most likely gonna happen at SummerSlam. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think Logan Paul would do a job for Ricochet. I don't think he should. Even if Logan Paul does do a job for Ricochet, I don't think that Ricochet can really get himself over with the crowd again he's a good wrestler does all the high flying stuff but i mean as a talker as you know a charismatic figure i I just don't think ricochet has it he's a great athlete but that's about it and i don't think that logan paul can do anything for ricochet at this point the alpha academy they had a goofy segment a graduation ceremony but they had that graduation song which is which was macho man's song oh yeah uh uh-huh yep so that was cool i mean other than that it it is what it is um i believe fuck i can't even remember her name the girl that they were celebrating that's part of the alpha academy now she got beat up or something happened but and whatever Shayna baszler versus emma Shayna baszler recently turned on ronda rousey at money in the bank but who is the heel here people don't like ronda or Shayna. The crowd dislikes both of them. So when I saw that turn happen at Money in the Bank, I'm like, okay, what's the point of this? Who's supposed to get over here? There's been talks that Ronda Rousey is going to be leaving soon. So maybe Ronda said, you know what, before I go, I want to feud with my friend, Shayna Baszler. But it's like, who's going to get over here? Who's the baby face? Who's the heel? They're both really disliked for different reasons. But after seeing this attack after the match, 
Shayna Baszler versus Emma. Ronda Rousey comes out to a huge pop and attacks Shayna Baszler, and the people kind of cheered for Ronda. So I'm assuming that Ronda Rousey is going to be the babyface in this feud. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong. I don't know, but that's what it's looking like to me. Cody Rhodes cuts another great promo about his momentum and Brock Lesnar. Everyone has a Lesnar. Everyone has a problem. Everyone has a roadblock. And Cody wants Brock Lesnar in the biggest stage of the summer, the biggest pay-per-view of the summer, which is SummerSlam. That's going to be match number three. Cody Rhodes named it as a rubber match. So we'll see what happens there. I'm really excited. Man, I just, I can't get over how good Cody Rhodes is on the mic. This guy really knows how to sell you on a match, on a fight. So I am pumped for this. The Miz versus Tommaso Ciampa in a hardcore match. Now, I don't really care about The Miz, but The Miz actually won this match. But but hear me out. The Miz as of late, has been jobbing to everyone. You want to talk about main event jobber? It's The Miz. Now, I'll give Miz props, even though I don't like him as a wrestler or as a performer, sports entertainer, whatever you want to call it. The Miz has been in WWE for a really, really long time. He is all for putting the young talent over, doing the jobs, and making other people look good. That I respect about The Miz, but he's 0-25, or he was 0-25, and he was losing to everyone and anyone under the sun. His last couple matches were against Cody Rhodes and a couple other big names as well, and he was having competitive matches, so he went from, you know, losing these one-minute, two-minute matches, and even losing to, like, you know, Snoop Dogg and, you know, people that aren't even wrestlers. His last couple matches were starting to be more and more competitive, and I'm like, why? They're trying to set up The Miz for something or someone, and I believe it's Tommaso Ciampa, because out of all people, you lose to The Miz, or you make Ciampa lose to The Miz, who Ciampa is a total badass, he's a total package, and he lost in a hardcore match to The Miz. Now, mind you, it was thanks to Bronson Reed, but still, I just, I mean, in a hardcore match versus a badass like Ciampa, I'm just like, man, like, I can't believe that. I really can't, even though it was because of Bronson Reed. However, The Miz got the win, and hopefully this is going to lead to a Bronson Reed versus Tommaso Ciampa down the line. But there are rumors that Johnny Gargano and that tag team is going to get back together, so we might have The Miz and Reed versus Ciampa and Gargano. Ugh, Gargano. Poor Ciampa, man. Poor Ciampa. I wish that... I'm glad he's back. He came back. He got his win, his first match back, but then he lost right away to The Miz. Oh, man. I just... I don't know how I feel about this. There's a women's tag team match for... It's a number one contenders match. Sonya and Chelsea Green win, and they're going to face Raquel and Liv Morgan. I should also mention that Rhea and Raquel have been facing off a lot lately, and also Rhea Ripley... She's been getting involved in that women's tag team division. Hopefully, this leads to a Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley. I think that would be a really good match. Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre have an interview, and apparently they're a tag team now. I guess the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They both have issues with the Imperium, so it does make sense to... 
put these two together. And it sounds like Riddle gets a rematch versus Gunther next week. Sometimes I have a really hard time understanding what Riddle's saying, bro, because he just talks like this, bro. And he's like, sounds like a stoner. And I can't really take him like seriously, bro. But at least that's what I got from this. Drew McIntyre is not going to be there next week to back him up, but Riddle's confident and he's going to do it on his own. And then the main event, Judgment Day versus Seth, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And again, Judgment Day, man, they're in the opening of the show. They're in every segment, every interview. They're in the main event. And now they're having these matches versus the tag team champions, as well as Seth Rollins, who's the world heavyweight champion. They're everywhere, and I love to see it. But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, man, I just, I don't care for them. They're losing momentum. They're not interesting, even though they are the tag team champions. Kevin Owens, he's trying really hard with his new gimmick of losing his patience and just, I just want to fight and let's go beat up people and break noses and and then i don't know it's just ridiculous but the six-man tag got out of hand really fast and because it's kevin owens and Sami Zayn and also seth rollins man all those three guys the baby faces these are the top some of the top three baby faces in the company and they're all just goofy and i'm sorry i know they're the champions i know it's seth rollins kevin owens and Sami Zayn, but i'm just I can't do it. Even though it is the Judgment Day, I'm not really a fan of these six-man tag matches. So for a main event, it was just like whatever to me. But anyway, the Judgment Day ended up getting this win. Thankfully, the right team won. And we're going to get more of the Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins versus the tag team champions. Overall, Monday Night Raw, except for a couple goofy segments, the main event wasn't that great. But it was a really good show. Tell me what you guys think about Monday Night Raw. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Glad to be back. Talk to you guys soon. Later. Later.